Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Jake, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I'm super excited to spend some time with you. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm pumped to be here, man. Like we, we had a pre-chat and now we're here. Like, let's have some fun. Yeah, it's so good to, um, you know, my audience knows this, but a lot of, you know, the people that I bring on and stuff are people that I've had, you know, existing relationships and that kind of stuff with. But for whatever reason, you and I connected through some mutual um, connections and then we've had the, the opportunity to kind of get to know each other a little bit. And I just love your energy. I love your zeal for life. I was actually stalking you a while back and um, this this was super cool on your website when, when you said... It says you're an author, speaker, elevator. Dude, I love that. That is like one of the coolest things I've ever heard. Thanks, man. I, I, look, I think we have like so many people that just have like the normal titles. And like, don't get me wrong, I have the normal titles too, but we might as well throw something in there that makes it a little bit more fun. Because I think that's what we need more in life is we got to have more fun. Yeah. And like putting elevator instead of like entrepreneur or in certain cases, like <laughs> it just makes it a little bit more interesting. And as long as I do a good enough job describing what that is eventually, then it won't, it won't like detract from what it is that I'm doing. So it's just a little fun thing that I do. Yeah. It's totally, um, I saw this after I had had the opportunity to, you know, spend a few minutes with you, as you said, and just kind of get into your energy and presence. And I love that author, speaker, elevator, leader, winner. And the way you show up, like I can tell you actually believe that, right. It's like, it's not just a bunch of hype that you did right before getting on the show. Like you live life that way. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do my little pregame high pops all the time, but, but yeah, man, I, like, I think life's a game. Right. And I, and, and I think that like, we are the main player, you know, people say you're the main character of the story. Well, we're the player. We get a chance to be an MVP. We get a chance to be a champion. You know, we're going to win some games. We're going to lose some games. It's part of life, Yeah. but I will go down swinging and I know that I'm a winner and I will continue to win and I'll help other people win. But man, it's just all about having fun and playing the game. That's so cool. Well, let's jump into the four questions and then we're going to get to the meat of this. Cause I know you've got a lot of value to bring to the audience. So who has had the greatest impact on your life? My parents, hands down, both of them in different ways, but both of them have been, you know, when I think of everything, those two people have changed the, the direction of my life. I'm so grateful for them and I've learned so much for them. And I hope to one day be as good of a father and as good of a parent as my parents were to me. Wow. I love, you know, as I was, um, again, stalking you, um, fun facts about Jake, uh, hashtag foe. Talk to me about that. Cause I loved this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so hashtag FOE, hashtag FOE is family over everything. Mm. And for me, man, like family, I was so blessed to grow up with, with parents that loved me, you know, parents that supported me. And I have a younger brother who is one of my biggest mentors and, and supporters as well. And like, you know, I know that not everyone gets to experience that. And so part of why I do what I do is because I want to be able to share that love and that support and that, that belief in other people that, that you can have the life you dream. And so FOE is, you know, you take care of your family. Family goes on my calendar first before work. Friends go on my calendar before work because I believe that, you know, you got to set your priorities straight. Hmm. And for me, a winning life, a successful life is having time to spend it with the ones that I love. And so Wednesday nights, me, my parents, my brother, we do a Zoom dinner, you know, if we can't hmm. be in person. So, you know, family over everything is, is a way of life. 
And it's something that, that I'm really proud of. And, you know, like I said, eventually when I have kids and a wife, I'll be living that same lifestyle, same mantra, same motto, and, and we'll be having a great time. That's so cool. Um, when you were, you know, talking about family over everything and scheduling, I did a podcast earlier today with a, a guy that runs a group called Front Row Dads. And there's just like been this resonating theme lately, um, you know, just about scheduling that in and making sure that that's a priority. And I'm reminded of... Um, in our couple's mastermind, Ken McElroy came in and spoke. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's been a mentor of mine for a long time. Very successful real estate guy. But the, the, one of the guys in the group was asking him like, Hey, what's your why? And you know, wh why do you do what you do and all this stuff? And Ken looked at him and he said, man, I just want to make sure I call my mom every day. And I was like, that reminded me of that, you know, because it's like so many successful people have really just came back. He texted me the other day and he sent me a picture of a mug that just says, call your mom. And so many successful people have come back to that. And I've been hearing this over and over. So I appreciate that perspective because, you know, there's all this talk about, you know, scheduling and prioritizing and all this stuff around work and business and everything else. But I love what you said. Family goes in first, friends goes in first and then business. Love it. Yeah. I, like I said, I want to have a good time. And I know for me, if, if it was an either or game, I believe life is an and, mm -hmm. you know, I believe we can have it all, yeah. but if it was an either or game, would I rather have a business that makes money or would I have rather have the relationships of the people that I love most in my life? I'll take the relationships 10 out of 10 times because I can always make the money. Mm -hmm. You can't always get a relationship or repair a relationship with the people that, that love you and that you love. And so I believe that you could have it all right. I believe you could have it both, but if it was an either, or I would love for everyone to ask themselves like, which one would you choose? Mm. And is that reflected in your day-to-day -day schedule? Wow. That's so good, man. I love it. If you could narrow it down to one thing that's had the greatest impact on your success, what would that be? My relationships, nice. hands down, without a doubt, my relationships, man, they, they, they are everything. Everybody in my book, I asked that question and literally within the first sentence, everybody says they are everything. Mm. It's everything to me. It's why I, where I'm at today. It's why I've had success, why I have happiness. I believe relationships are the number one reason for my success. I love it. What was your greatest setback and what did you learn from it? Oh, my greatest one, man. I, I had quite a few on this journey, but look, I, I'll say that, that my greatest setback was a, a couple years ago. It was right after I had released my first book. Okay. I had, I had become an Amazon bestseller. I had just gone on my first Euro trip. I'd never been to Europe. I went on my first Euro trip as celebration. I moved into my brand new apartment in Santa Monica, three and a half miles from the beach. And for the first time ever, I wasn't entirely happy. Hmm. And I had to ask myself why. And the reason that this is one of my biggest setbacks is because I was living a life comparing myself to what I thought others were achieving. Hmm. And I had just come off some of the greatest accomplishments. Like people were thinking that of me, like you have the greatest life. Yeah. And yet here I was not grateful, not happy, not excited about what I was because I always wanted more. Hmm. And I was comparing myself to others. And I allowed that to, to get into my head of, you know what, maybe I'm not doing a good enough job. Maybe I'm not doing enough. And it was really, really hard because I'm an achiever. I'm a performer. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's how I'm programmed. I want to have great success and great achievement, but I wasn't living a life of fulfillment. And that was something that really helped me focus on my gratitude and my appreciation. And that was a big, big shift for me to stop comparing, live my own truth, know that my definition of success doesn't have to be like Johnny or Susie's. It could be Jake's. And that's good enough. Mm. As long as I'm willing to take the action, build the right relationships and enjoy myself in the process. That's so good, man. Such solid, solid wisdom. I love it. What is the piece of advice you find yourself sharing the most? 
The number one piece of advice that I would probably say I share is comes from my dad. I was writing my first book. We're in the living room and I'm panicking. Okay. I'm like, dad, what if nobody reads my book? <laughs> like, what if I, I spent all this time and I flop and I'm like a failure before I even start. And he goes, he looks at me and he says, Jake, do you want success? I said, hell yeah. You know, he's like, do you want a million dollars? I said, of course. He said, do you want to change lives? I said, absolutely. He said, do you want to be married someday? I said, yes. He said, do you want a nice house? I said, yes. He said, do you want all of the cool things that, that you've always told me you dream of? I said, yes, sir. I, I want all of it. And he goes, good. So does everybody else. And I was like, okay, dad, like coming at me a little bit. Yeah. All right. And he says, but there's no shortcut to that place. Hmm. And then he paused and I was like, okay, like it makes sense. Like you got to put in the work. And he goes, but Jake, the only shortcut in life is to start now. And so I believe that one of the things that I tell everybody is no matter how great your ideas are, no matter how amazing your energy is, how great of a human being are, if you aren't willing to put your money where your mouth is, if you aren't willing to take that first step, none of that is going to come to fruition. Mm -hmm. So you have to start now because three years down the line, I don't want you to say, what if I'd rather you say, Oh, well, mm. I'd rather you say, at least I tried. And I'd rather you also have three years of success under your belt because oftentimes when we do the damn thing, it turns into greatness in unexpected ways. So that's probably one of the pieces of advice that I share more than anything because I'm such a firm believer in it. Nice. I love it. Um, I want to, I want to kind of take you in another direction. So my audience, um, you know, a lot of my audiences, they're, they're, they're people that are already investors, they're business owners, but also I have a huge fan base following people that love people like you because, um, they're, they're wanting to, they're wanting to make a shift in their life. They're W2 employees. They're trapped in the day to day. And your story is pretty cool because, um, you left a pretty, pretty cool career to chase what you wanted. So let's dive into that a little bit. So, so I was this kid growing up, I said, I'm going to play for the Lakers, you know, like that was the dream, but you know, as a five, eight Jewish kid from the suburbs, you can't, you can't always predict that to be the way it works. So I'm like, well, if I can't play for Lakers, I'll be a sports agent and represent the best players in the world. So I go to college, I get ready to do that. The agency I'm going to work for, I'm excited. They go on a hiring freeze. I can't get a job. I was like, damn, this sucks. All of a sudden, though, I, I put it all together and I started my career not playing for the Lakers, but I actually started my career working for the Lakers in the corporate partnerships division during Kobe's final NBA season. Hmm. So now here I am, you know, nine to five employee, traditional job. And while I'm there, I was like, this is awesome. Like, it was like a dream. I was like, what else in my, li in my life am I ever going to have a chance to work for the team? Yeah. Right. And every game was sold out. It was just so fun. But while I was there, though, there was that, that desire that I, I wanted to do more. And I had some experiences and, and I was like, how can I help people? Why do I have to wait until I hit a certain level of success or a certain, certain mindset or something like that's beyond where I'm already at? Why do I have to wait for permission or, or a level of success to, to do and help and make a difference? Hmm. And that was the trigger that started me to, to figure out what could I do at that young age to actually get my feet wet? And one thing led to the next and I ended up leaving the Lakers after one season and I went on my own and I've done different gigs in all types of sectors and industries. But I think the big thing for me was saying, you know what? The time for me is now not then, hmm. right? Going back to that piece of advice, the only shortcut of life is, is to start now. For me, it was, how can I start now? Even if it's not going to change the world, how can I change one person's world? Hmm. And I think that for me, the journey of realizing that, 
I wanted to do more than just be in that role was enough for me to give up something so special to pursue something that had the chance to be even more special. Mm -hmm. It was a gamble. I mean, everyone said, you're crazy. They were like, Jake, what are you doing? You're leaving a job with the Lakers to go try to make money out of thin air. You're crazy. Mm -hmm. But I, but I knew for me that that was a path I had to try. And so, and so that was kind of like the start of that journey from the the nine to five world to the, you know what, let's see what happens yeah. <laughs> like into that world. And, and, you know, I'm glad I took the chance. Yeah. So I was, I was um, on a, a call, I don't know, probably two months ago with a group that's kind of a, it's like a, a entry level group to a place that I'm involved in called Go Abundance. And these guys kept asking me a lot. Uh, most of them are W2 people that are wanting to exit. That's the whole reason why they're in this group called Ascend. And they kept asking me like, you know, what was the timeline and how did you set your goals? And, you know, was it like a four-year plan to leave your job? And for me, it wasn't like, I, I realized that, you know, based on some values and some things that I didn't want in life, um, I'm like, I, I got to get out of here. Like I have to go. So my question for you is, was it a process for you or did you just wake up one day and know, like, I'm just not happy here to kind of take me through that process? The process was, I knew I couldn't make the difference I wanted to in the role I was currently in. And I also knew that the role I could do that wasn't available. So, so it wasn't happening. Right. But I also realized too, I I was, I was, as I was kind of figuring out how I was going to do this, I had no intentions of like just leaving and going on my own entirely. But what I had was the intention of what am I going to do? That's going to be a side project or how am I going to get my feet wet? Mm -hmm. Because I I like security, you know, like I like certainty, like I like knowing those things. Right. And the minute you leave, guaranteed to go to the unknown. That's when panic sets in. You could start to get anxious. You start to wonder, you start to check your bank statements all the time. Like, right. Like depending on how you set yourself up to that point. And for me, I was, you know, I was really young at the point, so I didn't have much savings. Mm. And I was like, look, I'm young. Fortunately, I could always move home. I could always figure something else out. I could get a waiter, waiter job. I could do whatever. Now, the important thing that I will say here is, is for me, it was a, burn the ships. We're going all in. It was not a let's build this up for a couple of years and then make that transition. And I think that's something that's really important for, for people who are in the position where they're trying to start to think about, well, what's the next move? Mm. As I've experienced this and worked with a lot of people that have made that transition, I think what's super important is to understand how can you perform at your best level? Mm. And for some people that's, I got to go all in or it's not going to happen. Other people, it's, I want to build it up because I need the security component and I want to do it incrementally. And once I hit X threshold, that's enough for me in my mind to say, I'm ready because there's never going to be a perfect time. So I always like to think that there's, there is a a mentality and a process that we can go through to make sure we're in alignment with our beliefs, our values, our definition of success, and ultimately what we aim to achieve. Mm -hmm. So I hope that that kind of answers that question in in a few different ways. No. And I love that because there was a follow-up question in my mind, because, you know, as people are making these transitions, whether it's from W2 to entrepreneur or anything we do, really, some people just fly by the seat of their pants, which that used to be me and, and it's still me to some degree, but I was going to ask you, like, is there a framework? And you started kind of, you know, really digging into that and you know, it might be a good time too. I, I haven't really looked at what, um, the upcoming book is. You, you kind of told me about it a little bit, but is that what the new book is about? Is it a framework around that or? 
there's definitely pieces of the framework. So the new book is called The Elevated Entrepreneur. And I interviewed 39 of the world's best coaches, performers, and entrepreneurs with the intention to help people figure out their path to success, nice. right? And the whole premise of the book is, what do the wildly successful do differently than everybody else? And some of the people talk about burning the ships mentality. Yeah. Some of the people talk about set yourself up, do it at your own pace, but take action every day. So in the book, there's a bunch of different interviews that, that all talk about this, but ultimately it's designed to help you become higher performing, productivity crushing and freedom achieving in your own way. Okay. So yeah, there's definitely pieces of it and there's different opinions, which I think is really, really cool because you can resonate with different types of people from different backgrounds and figure out, okay, this works. I like how this person positioned it. Now I'm going to dig deeper into what their process actually is. Yeah. And so I think that like, sure, I have my process, mm -hmm. but there's 39 other processes here that you can learn from and look at. Yeah. And I think that that's like a really cool framework to, uh, to make some decisions. Yeah. I love, I love that, that you have, you know, like you said, 39 different ways, because even back to that call that I was on with the Ascend group, I kept finding myself saying, and a lot of these people are, you know, probably in their thirties, forties, some of them were in their fifties and they're wanting to leave their W2 job. And so I understand why they're creating like a one to three year process to leave their W2 job. They probably have, when I left my W2 job, I was 24 and it's not that I didn't have bills. I had three young children, but I knew, so I was so clear that I just had to do this. There was, it was such a powerful pulling that I never even thought twice about it, but I was very hesitant. And I said this multiple times on the call um, to share with them really, you know, cause they're like, well, what was the thought process? And what was, I'm like, there was no plan. I just did it, but I'm not saying that's what you should do. And so I love when you kind of tied that together that there's 30, cause we don't all, we don't all operate the same. And so I'm actually super excited to read the book. I know several of the people that are in the book and that's kind of how we got connected. So it's super exciting. Here's my next question. So your first book was called the Ele elevate network, right? Elevate beyond was first book. Elevate your network was second. And the elevated entrepreneurs third. Okay. I want to, I want to kind of understand that journey. Cause you were talking earlier about relationships and it's obvious that, um, not only do you say that, but, um, you know, I've, I checked up on you a little bit too. And, um, every, everybody like has nothing but great, amazing things to say about you. So take me through that evolutionary process. All right. So, so book one, like, let me paint this picture for you. I'm working with the Lakers. I have an experience with Jerry West that just blows my mind. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like the secret sauce is, is people. Like, how do you treat people the right way? Cause he just, he just had the, I just had a great interaction with them. And so I came home and the first book, you know, I'm one year out of college. I don't know much about anything, right? Like, like I'm fresh, but I asked myself, what do I know and how can I help? And I was really good at getting internships. I got my dream job with the Lakers. Like I got, I was so good at all these things. And so I was like, well, you know what? That's going to be book one. Hmm. I'm going to help my brother who's three years younger than me and all my fraternity brothers. I'm going to say, hey, look, I'm going to write this book for you. You're going to read it. You're going to get better internships, better jobs, make more money. And you're going to be able to party more. Who doesn't want that? Right? So that was the first book. And I didn't know when to release it. So I said, well, Kobe's retiring at the end of the year. I'm retiring at the end of the year. And boom, that's when I launched my book the next day after the month that Kobe retired. So like that book was all about how to stand out in the job market and discover your passion. I just grassroot it. I did whatever I could to get the word out. The second book was three, it was two years later. Well, at that point now I had spoken all over the world. I had built the professional basketball combine, which was a event that we created to help NBA prospects sign their first contract and get additional exposure. And I was like, well, what if, why am I at this point in my life? Like I'm, I'm doing things that people have always dreamed of. Like why, hmm. how relationships. Yeah. So I wrote elevate your network. 
25 keys to building extraordinary relationships in life and business. And I was like, look, I don't have all the answers. I'm still learning, but guess what? I know enough to have gotten to this point and people are always asking me about these questions. Hmm. There's book two. Now, as we fast forward to book three, I was like, I want to make a splash. I want to do something that's really going to turn some heads. So I was like, what way can I do that? Well, I already wrote about career development. I already wrote about networking. And I was like, well, what, what do people need to succeed? They need to learn from people who have done what they want to do. Hmm. How can we feel confident enough to make decisions about our future until we learn from people that have already made those decisions for us? Because I believe that the fastest way to get from A to Z is to invest in yourself or to hire someone or to learn from someone so you can move on. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, great. I can expand my network. I can meet really cool people. I can add a ton of value and I can give thousands and thousands of people around the world access to people that charge a lot of money to get access to. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. And I was also like selfishly, I was like, I got to hear what these people are going to say, right? Like, like it's so cool when you get a great podcast interview, right? Or someone that surprises you or you're like, oh, whoa, that was good. And it, one little tidbit can change everything. So that's how this book came to be. And and it's all about really just saying like, I'm going to get off the bench and I'm going to get in the game and figuring out your way and your game so you can become a champion. Nice. What was uh, maybe one or two of your favorite experiences that you weren't expecting while writing this book? Well, one of my favorite experiences. So, so when I was 18, I was, I played high school basketball and I read my, one of my first self-help books. All right. I'd read how to win friends and influence people. And then I got this book called training camp by John Gordon. Mm. I read this book. I loved it. I put the quote on my wall and that quote's been there for the last 10 years. I'm now 28. I got to interview John for this book. Wow. And it was just like, are you kidding me? Like this is real yeah. life, you know? And, and he was an awesome dude. And it was just so cool to see that, you know, John Lee Dumas, Pat Flynn, some of the first podcasts I ever listened to was theirs. Yeah. And now they're in my book, wow. you know? So, so it's just, it's really cool because I think that, you know, life is just, wor- life is just a crazy game, right? Like, yeah. like it really is unreal. And if you just put yourself in a position to succeed and you put in the work and you ask the right questions, and you, you try new things, something's going to hit. And you're going to be able to smile and enjoy that while it's happening. So like just those guests alone were really cool. But like Lori Harder, who's a mutual friend of ours, like mm-hmm. being able to interview her through one introduction was just the most eye opening thing. Cause she is a powerhouse. Yeah. And then there were so many people that like I got introduced to that. I didn't really know. And I come in and I interview them and, and they're giving me these answers. And I'm like, I get in chills. Cause I'm like, I didn't even know who you were. And now I took a gamble that I'm putting you in my book. I hope you're not going to suck. And then you're just like unbelievable. And there were just so many experiences, man, throughout this. And that's just the interviewing, not, uh, not like counting all the other stuff that's happened since creating this book. So I'm a big believer in taking chances on things that not everyone else is willing to do, but having the belief that I can make it work. That's awesome. I want to ask you a question about relationships because I think that, you know, you could put in its simplest form. I think we could put people in two different camps. There's people that, um, are very strategic in how they build relationships and connect and network and all that kind of stuff. And then I think there's people that, um, and again, I'm oversimplifying this, but then I think there's people that, um, don't really intentionally go after relationships and hearing what I'm hearing from you and that relationships are the most important thing to you. And just thinking about the book, elevate your network and all the things that you've been talking about. Give us some, give us some insight into strategy around. And I know that a lot of people would say that that sounds horrible being strategic about building relationships, but that's what I kind of want to tear down. And when I've got somebody 
who is obviously very good at this. Like, tell me some of the ways that you intentionally build relationships. Well, I think, <laughs> I think there's always an objective, right? Mm -hmm. and I think we're, I think we'd be ignorant to say that when we network with someone, there's never any objective there. There's always an objective, mm -hmm. but that objective is not the priority. The person that you're going to interact with becomes the priority. You just happen to know that they could be potentially helpful in achieving the objective. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important for us to just be like, okay, look, like I reach out to you. I want to be on your podcast. That's there's an objective there, but I, I'd rather have a good conversation. And if the podcast happens, great, mm -hmm. but if it doesn't happen, well, what else can we do together? How else can we collaborate? What can we be friends? How, you know, how can we help each other out? So I think that's like something that we have to like get our mindset around. Right. The second thing that we have to know is like when it comes to, to networking and, and intentionally connecting with people is it's humans first sales, second mm -hmm. humans, first followers, second, if you can help make somebody feel good, we call this the feeling of elevation. Mm. If you can help somebody feel good in that interaction, what comes next becomes very easy. Because the minute you're around somebody that makes you feel good, you want to be around them again. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Yeah. The better they make you feel, the more you want to help them too, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and so, so think about this, right? Everybody has a friend or a person or a partner that anytime you're around them, you get excited, you get lit up. Mm -hmm. Great. But there's also those people that we give our time to, but they, they kind of drain us. Yeah. And we're like, oh, mm, I don't know why I do this all the time, but I do, right? Yeah. <laughs> Out of obligation. But here's the beautiful thing about this. When we're talking about building these relationships and being strategic about it, focus on the feeling of elevation mm. and then focus on asking questions. And then you focus on listening with the intention to understand, mm. not to reply. If you can follow those order, you're going to have some unbelievable conversations. You're going to be open to experiences that would not have been presented otherwise. And more often than not, you're going to get your objective marked off anyways. Yeah. But if we only focus on the objective, then we're coming from a place of me rather than a place of we. And that's a huge differentiator. I love it. It's so good, man. I love the Zig Ziglar quote and you're reminding me of it. And, you know, I heard this years ago and I've kind of tried to anchor my life around it, but you can have everything you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. Right. And that's, I think that's the key. And, you know, so even for people that are like, oh, you know, I don't want to get strategic about building relationships. It feels, I think a lot of times they're coming from a perspective of feeling like somebody's always trying to get something from them. So it's really not, there's no other way to do it in life. When I'm thinking about uh, the go-giver, have you read that book? I love, love the go-giver. And it's that, I kind of feel that sense with you, like, you know, just connecting and, and bringing people together. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day. And I think people really miss that part when like what you're talking about with the relationship piece of it. Um, you know, you mentioned Lori Harder and Chris and Lori are, uh, they're, they're those people for me. I mean, every time I'm with them, I'm just like, I feel so much more elevated. I love it. Yeah. I think, I think too, like, if we're ever confused, cause sometimes we come from a place of, like you said, it, we think that they're always going to expect that we want something right. But flip the script. I call it doing a flip the script. If they were to ask you what you're about to ask them, how would that make you feel? Mm -hmm. If it was like, Oh, it'd make me feel pretty good. Yeah. Then you have the a okay to go for it. Yeah. If you're like, Oh, mm, I don't know how this would make me feel. It kind of turn me off. Then guess what? Figure out a different way of approaching the situation. And I always think about it like this. Whenever I reach out to somebody, it's always, I get their name correctly. I mention a commonality. I give them a compliment and I ask a question. Always, always, always. Why? Because I know if somebody says, Hey, I was listening to you and Mike on, on the investing with freedom podcast, like Jake, you were dropping some nuggets. And then they asked me a question. 
they're in. Yeah. Because they've taken the time to differentiate themselves from the hundreds of other people that say, hey, can you buy this? Mm-hmm. Hey, would you do me this favor? No. Don't just come in hot, yeah. right? Like, like it seems so like obvious, but everybody at every level, I've seen seven, eight figure, I've seen $1 entrepreneurs. All everyone does this. But we just got to take a second and be like, how would it make me feel if I was asking the same thing or if I was receiving the same thing? Yeah. And when you do that, it becomes a little bit more clear. And you're like, oh, no, I feel good doing this. Let's send. Yeah. And you stop worrying about, oh, they're going to think I want something. And you're going to start thinking about how you can help them. And then that energy is going to be transferred even better. Yeah. I think we live in such a, you know, a McDonald's drive through <laughs> day and age that I think people want to take that same approach with building relationships. And it just doesn't work that way. I mean, you, I mean, if you... At the end of the day, like I was even thinking as you were saying that, like so many times when somebody will get into my DMs and I mean, I, you can almost tell, even though it's just text, like you can almost tell from the beginning whether this is going to end up being a genuine relationship or this is like, okay, here it comes. I'm waiting for it. And boom, there it is. There's the ask, right? So I think just like you said, I love, it doesn't take very long to just do a little bit of research and figure out who the person is on the other end of that and do some serious deep connection on it. It doesn't take very long at all. No. And, and in the book, like there's, there's a, I have a section called fun fact about the guests and I break down like how each guest was broken into the book between cold DMS referrals or people that already knew. And like, you can make asks. That's like another thing. Like people think you can't make an ask to someone you don't know. You just got to make sure the ask is good. So there's people in this book where I literally sent them a DM and I was like, look, I know you're a straight shooter. So I'm going to keep it straight. I've watched your videos. I love this one about X, Y, Z. I'm writing a book. I want to feature you in it. I think you'd crush it. Here's who's in it. Are you in? <laughs> like I went straight up because I knew that's how he would respond. You guys got 350,000 followers on Instagram. He hits me back in about two hours and is like, I'm in, here's my assistant's info. Let's set up, a, let's set up the combo. Two weeks later, we're doing the interview. Now we're friends if you know how someone's going to respond and how they're going to receive it, you go in. Mm. So it's like about like, you got to be confident on yourself. That's, that's the big thing too, right? It's like, we cannot fear the rejection or we cannot fear or put our own perceptions mm. of what they're going to feel or think into our mind. You have to be confident in yourself and you have to be okay that most often it's probably not going to end up anywhere, Yeah, but you can't be afraid of that rejection or not leading somewhere because then you're never going to do it. Yep. And then you're going to start to question, right? And this is for anybody at any level in any role. We got to be willing to go. We got to be willing to be confident because we all have something special to offer. Yeah. And sometimes we forget that. Cause like you said, mm-hmm. McDonald's drive through it's quick, quick, quick. Yep. It's not, it's the value menu, right? It's yeah. not the, let's take the time. Let's curate it. Let's get that nice steak, you know, a nice medium, whatever you like it, little, little side salad. You know, we're not preparing the dish. Yeah. We're just focused on getting, getting there. So I love that analogy, by the way. Great, great one. Yeah. It's, um, what did you call it? Flip? You said flipping the script. Flip the script. Or, yeah. Uh, that's so, um, that's going to be ingrained in my mind like for so long, but I love it because it just forces us or causes us to like kind of just reframe and rethink, um, the way we process through things. And as you were just talking, I'm thinking through just even talk about me for a second, just even this podcast, the reason why, the reason why I'm you know, pretty selective on, you know, who I bring on is because like, we can't spend 30, 45 minutes together, um, like this and, and not know each other after that. And that's what I love about doing the podcast. Honestly, like I do it for no other reason than that. Every single time I've been able to have my mentors on build connection, but you know, flipping the script, thinking about that through that lens, if you just think about, you know, the, how that other person or how that would make you feel saying that, 
that's, that's really, it, it's so anchoring for me because that's why I, I, I do what I do here is because having somebody in this deep connection, even over zoom, it's so much better even in person, but even this on zoom, like I just think about it from the opposite side of it. I want to make sure that any one of my guests that come on feel the same way about me when it's over. And so that's also why I'm selective, just flipping the script that that's so powerful in so many ways. Just, you know, I mean, you could simply say, you know, put yourself in the other person's shoes, but when you say flip the script, I like it just so anchored for me. Cool, man. I, I love that. Yeah. Look, it's fun again. Like flip the script. I was toying around with like, how do I tell this concept? How do I share this yeah. better? And I was like, flip the script. Yeah. Let's go. Let's yeah. put it on its head. Let's change the game. How would it make you feel He's coming out with, with a bunch of fun ways to do things? Yeah. What is elite elevation? So elite elevation, that's my main coaching program. So that's where we really take people who are in the nine to five, who have started online business, but really want to get to that next level. We help them turn their knowledge, their skills, their passion into a thriving online business. Nice. Who's that? I mean, you kind of nailed, nailed it down, but is that for anybody or who, who dive a little bit more on that? The majority of people that we work with are aspire, are aspiring experts or coaches, Mm. and they're taking their experience from their previous job or their studies in school, or they just have a desire to share and make an impact on the world. And they come in through, through this program. Most people have a very high performance level for themselves, Mm. a strong desire to be great and are very, very family centric. Um, I'm a big believer. Like we talked about family over everything. Mm -hmm. So you, we don't call it even like a group program. Once you're in, it's not just a group, it's a team because the difference to us is a group is just a bunch of people put together. A team is a bunch of people put together that achieve something greater than themselves. And so it's all about the family atmosphere and, and really about like, how do we make more money, help more people and have more fun? And how do we make the transition in our life a little bit more simple? I love it. And so you, when I was just looking through your website and stuff, you know, a big part of it, and you've kind of alluded to this too, but something that kind of pulled on, on my heartstrings. I mean, everything I've ever done, the investing for freedom, even from an early age, my wife and I said that we would make memories over possessions. And then I found out you can have both. Right. Um, but I can tell that you love like travel and experiencing the world. And do you, do you bring that into your coaching or is that just something more on your personal life? I do. I do. I I make it very clear whenever I work with any individual is what is your definition of success? Mm. What is the amount of money? And this is, I, I learned this from Chris Harder and Tony Robbins. What is the actual amount of money you need to fund your dream life? Because yeah. most people just put an arbitrary number, yeah. six figures, a million dollars, whatever, because it sounds cool. Yeah. But how much do you need to live the life you actually want to live? And I go so deep into that with our clients, whatever it's one-on-one or group, whatever, because I'm like, look, we got to know where we're going. Mm-hmm. And then let's figure out what it's going to take to actually get there. Yeah. Now I'm a math nerd. So I combine that, that energy, that passion with the data. Wow. Because if you have the data to back up, then it makes decisions easier. And when decisions become easier, actions become more fluid. So we break it down in those ways, but that is a huge priority. And for me, like freedom is success, right? Mm-hmm. Freedom to do what I want, when I want with yeah. who I want. So when I look at my travel log and my travel situation, it's like, that's part of my life. Mm-hmm. That's in the calendar. Like we're doing that. Yeah. We're going to create the life. We're going to create the business around the life I want to live, not the life around the business I'm trying to build. And I think like, that's the way we operate. And it's always ingrained because it's your life. It's your choice. You got to design it the way you want to. We help you get there. I love it. When, when I started my first company, I was 24 years old. So, you know, I was pretty young and I was actually a plumber. I came out of the field. So I didn't know anything about running businesses. I realized really quickly, I didn't know accounting. I didn't know nothing. I didn't even know how to do an invoice. I told my wife, I said, 
Um, somebody told me there's a thing called QuickBooks. Go down to Office Max and buy QuickBooks. And so anyway, we're just like fumbling through it, right? But I think one of the things that was probably a key to my success early on and still is, like I knew what I didn't know and I was looking for experts at every stage to help take me to that next level. But here's the point. So I was, I was coaching with a company early on who I still work with. Um, we're in we're acquiring HVAC companies in a fund. And so I still work with the same coaching company. I didn't work with them for a long time because I exited my company in 2014. But early on, probably two years, maybe a year and a half into starting this business, I, I started coaching with them and I went to an annual training and, and the head coach made a comment. He said, if your business isn't helping you achieve your personal goals, you just own a job. You bought yourself a job basically. And when you're talking about what you just said about getting clear, I, I have like this simple process that I go through in my brain. What do you really want? Why do you want it? What are you going to do to get it? Measure results and adjust. So when you said, you know, figuring out what it is that you want, it reminded me of that saying, if you, you know, if your business isn't helping you achieve your personal goals, you just own a job. But I think the problem is most people don't really take the time to figure it out what it is that they actually really want. And so the question that I have for you, you said you're a math nerd. And, um, so do you guys use, do you use some kind of scorecard once you guys develop what it is or like, how do you track the, how do you track the expectations? So there's different ways to obviously track, but I focus on like key metrics that are going to determine what I need. Right. So if we're talking about, let's just use an example of like organic lead generation, mm -hmm. right? I'm tracking, we got spreadsheets, we got, we got the formulas, it's all dialed in. It's okay. Let's look at how many people are we outreaching? How many prospects? What's the response rates? What's the open rates mm. from there? What's the conversion rate to discovery calls to sales? Calls? Like we have all of the numbers in place. Nice. We look at the numbers, we analyze the numbers and we say, okay, now we know exactly how many people we need to communicate with using this strategy to generate this amount of revenue. Mm. Let's turn that up or let's increase the percentages, nice. right? Yeah. There's only two ways to, to, to get more clients in that sense. Yeah. So I'm always using that and always figuring it out. And then I'm always using also numbers to really figure out, okay, you know, and at the very base level, it's like, well, how much money is your dream life going to cost you? Yeah. Okay. Let's figure that number out. Like, right. Let's, let's just figure it out and get as specific as you can. Then I say, well, okay, well, how much do you sell your program for? <laughs> you know, like, like literally I break it yeah. down to the most basic. I say, okay, well, if I'm selling it for 10, 20 K I got, I got this. Okay, great. It's going to, I need 20 clients to hit, let's say 400 K yep. or whatever it is. Great. Amazing. Well, now, how am I going to get those clients? Okay, cool. Now, what are my closing percentages? Mm -hmm. All right, now I know I need to go find 400 people to get 20 clients, and that's going to fund my dream life. Cool, I'm done. Let's now we only focus on actions that get us closer to those results. Yep. So it's not, you know, while I love math and getting complicated, simplicity is the best way to do yeah. it, right? Yeah. And like your questions that you ask yourself, those are killer, man. Like, mm -hmm. like I love those. But yeah, like I, I try to have, how can I use the data to inform my decisions? And then how can I make simple mathematical equations mm -hmm. that'll help me understand my mindset and my business. Cause I think sometimes we kind of just go, 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 right. Kind of like you're saying, we don't actually think about what it is that mm -hmm. we actually want, but the numbers can't lie. Yeah. The numbers can't. So once you have those numbers, you can adjust those numbers. But once you have those numbers, you can say, all right, let's move in this direction. Yeah. Let's move in that direction. Yeah. Let's keep on working. Let's keep going. You yeah. know, like, like you can always make decisions based on that. So like, that's kind of how I use numbers. Um, we have different calculators. Like I created a calculator and this is something that like we sell with the book is we call it, I call it the life enjoyment matrix. Mm. And it's, it's a mini basic calculator, but it's all about helping you make 
the difference between two different decisions. Mm. So I give an example of it. Like, okay, I I'm dairy free. I don't need dairy. Okay. Boy, boy doesn't sit well with dairy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I could eat a delicious cheese pizza and that's going to be like uh, an eight on the enjoyment level, but the two and a half hours that come after that, that's like a, that's like a two, right? Like, yeah. like we're struggling. So the average is a five. All right. But maybe I say, well, I can eat a dairy free pizza and that's like a six. But then I have two hours of free time to go play basketball with my friends. That's a 10. Hmm. Well, my average score there is an eight, yeah. right? Eight is greater than five. That's a decision every time. So we kind of break it down. There's, there's a little bit in the algorithm with it that kind of helps you make decisions. But it's just like, how do we use math to simplify decision making so that you can be more productive and more better performing and just enjoy the life that you want to have more? That's amazing. I, I love that. Like I've never thought about that through that perspective, just even, and I love how you bring it into a pizza. Like it's so great. Cause I mean, if you can use that to make a decision around pizza, like what else can you use it for? So that's pretty cool. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. And it's great when you start using it for your business decisions, because mm -hmm. then you can start to see is that this is, is doing the task you think is important, actually that important, right? Cause if you can say, Oh, I could spend, you know, 10 hours of prospecting or doing like calls and that what's going to be the result of that is hundred thousand dollars. You're going to be pretty high up on that. Right. But mm -hmm. if you're like, Oh, I could, you know, finish my website and that it feels good. But then the generation of that is, Oh, I get a hundred, hundred visitors, but no conversions. Well, that's not as nearly as good as hundred K what decision are you going to make? Yeah. So it really starts to help you formulate well, what's actually important based on the results you're looking to get and the enjoyment you're trying to have. Yeah. I love it. Um, I talk to a lot of people that don't know what they want. And so I don't know, this might be a curveball, but it's probably not because you're probably used to it too. So, you know, a lot of what we've talked about is like, you know, progressing through the business and getting clarity and all that kind of stuff. But do you, do you talk to a lot of people that just actually don't know what they want? I do, but I think, and there's some tough love here. I think everyone knows what they want. They mm. just haven't admitted it to themselves. Nice. Like, I think we all, I think we all know what we want. I think we all know what we desire. I think a lot of times we're too afraid to admit it or too afraid to vocalize it. Mm. Like I know what I want, but sometimes you're scared because if you say it, it's real. Yeah. And if, and if it's real, that means there's a chance it doesn't happen. Mm. And we don't like to live going back. We don't want to be uncertain. We don't want to live in the unknown. We don't want to live in the, what it, rejection potential. Mm -hmm. So I think that like, when you say what, what do you say if people don't know exactly what they want? Well, I say, I say that, but then I also say, all right, but let me just not be like, like a prick to you and say, Oh no, you know what you want. Tell me it's, well, let's break it down. Mm -hmm. And then we start asking questions, right? What are you already excited? What skills do you have? And we really break it down. Well, what, what would you do if you had unlimited money? What would you do if you had unlimited time? And we start to find these similarities and you're like, okay, it's pretty clear. You want more time yeah. so you could travel. Okay, great. Well, what do we need to do to get there? Right. Yep. Things become easy when you ask the right questions. Yeah. And I think that that's something that as a society, we, we miss out on. Yeah. We just ask the basic questions for the quickest result. Mm -hmm. But by doing that, you're asking questions and getting results, the answers you already know. Yeah. That's different questions. That's better questions, get better answers. Yeah. When it comes to like, oh, what do you, if someone doesn't know what they want? Well, as a coach, I got to ask better questions. Because mm -hmm. they know what they want. I got to bring it out. I want yeah. them to believe it. And then I got to support that, right? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of like my, my two cents on the, uh, if people don't know what they want. Well, I love it. And I actually love how, you know, straight you were with it. And I think that, you know, when I think about what it is that I actually really want, it's pretty simple. Um, and sometimes it's so simple, um, that I think I feel like there has to be more to it as well. And so I love the frame that, you know, it could be, you know, not wanting to be held accountable. It could be not wanting to 
uh, throw it out to the world. It could be many different things, but, um, yeah, I love the way that you're just pretty forward. People know what they want. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think you have to be comfortable with who you are to the sense of realizing that you don't need everybody to like you to be successful and happy. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have the right people love me for me to be successful and happy. And I think it comes with this. It's like, look, I'm a straight shooting type of guy. Some people are going to be like, Jake, piss off. You're not my guy. Great. I hope you find someone who's perfect for you. Yeah. And I want you to have all the success. doesn't mean I don't want you to succeed. But then there are other people that are like, Jake, I love the energy. I love the loudness. I love how fast you talk. I love these, this, this. Great. Guess what? Me and you, we're going to get along real well. Yeah. And we're going to make a lot of game changing moves. Yeah. No way is right or wrong. No person is right or wrong. Okay. But you have to be confident enough to be able to be yourself so that people have that choice. I love it. What are you most excited about with the book coming out? Getting into as many hands as possible, man. Nice. Like this is just, I'm, it's just a game changer. I'm, I'm just so excited about that. And also I'm excited to see how it benefits and grows our business in the, in the scope of, of this industry, because I worked really hard on this book. Mm-hmm. My team worked really hard on this book and we're really proud of it. So our first, our first thing that I'm most excited about is, is getting this out to as many people as possible. The second thing is how can we use this book to build better relationships, grow our clientele, and ultimately create more freedom for all of us. So that's what I'm excited about, man. And it's, it's going to be great. Cool. Well, I want to be cognizant of your time. We're at uh, 47 minutes. It's been a great chat. Um, any, anything else you want to make sure that we cover that we haven't, I'm going to kind of throw it in your, in your court. I think we covered a lot of good stuff, man. I think there's, I think there's a lot of good nuggets here for, for anybody. Um, but here's the last thing I'll say, if we're ever trying to remember, what do we need to do to win? I say, live by the ACE method, action, intentional action, connection, authentic connections and enjoyment. Hmm. Enjoy the journey. If you can always come back to ACE, what action do I need to take to get the result? Connection. Who do I need to connect with to get the result Hmm. and enjoyment? Can I enjoy the process in the pursuit of greatness? You will have a winning life and a winning business. And that is the greatest gift. So the ACE method is what I would say. If you take anything away from this, it's, we talked about relationships. We talked about action. We've talked about owning who you are. We've talked about all this stuff, but I would say, come back to the ACE method and that's how you're going to win. Wow. So powerful, man. Where can people find you? Where can people find the book? Um, Yeah. The best place for me right now is on Instagram at Jake Kelfer. Cool slide on in those DMS. Let's have some conversations. Like I have a blast in there. Like it's so fun. Nice. And uh, the best place to find the book is at the elevated entrepreneur.co the elevated entrepreneur.co. And we made the book free for anybody who wants to get access to it. All we ask is that you cover the shipping. Nice. So that's our way of, like I said, our goal is to get in as many hands as possible. So we said, how can we make it as accessible as possible? Nice. So all I gotta do is go to that website. It's free. Just pay the shipping and it'll be on your doorstep as soon as our team can get it out to you. Very cool. Well, I appreciate it, man. And, uh, thanks for, thanks for coming on and dropping wisdom and, uh, look forward to communicating some more. Yeah, man, dude, this was great. Great questions. Great guy. Great audience. I loved it. Appreciate you, brother. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.